thank you anyway. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I know you've been told Happy Mother's Day, but again, I want you to know that um, we know today's a lot of things. So um, if you're celebrating, if you have a mom here and you get to celebrate her, celebrate the heck out of her, okay? Because she's busy and don't and do things. Just notice the things that need to be done and do them and don't talk to her about them. That could be the greatest gift you could give her today. Like you say, oh, there's some dishes. I could do those. There's some trash. And I know how to do these things, right? Every woman, every mother will thank you for that. You don't even have to buy that. It's just you doing things. Okay, sorry. Side note. Maybe my children need to hear this. So, um, I'm joking. They're wonderful. Um, very, very comfortable up here, evidently. I'm just talking. So, <laughs> um, you know this without me telling you that we live in a world that's busy. The month of May in particular and April are very busy typically. There's graduations, there's Mother's Day, there's school ending, there's tests in school, EOGs, and all the things are going on. Um, the, it's getting nice outside, so you want to be outside more. Um, it's just a busier time, and it's, there are a lot of good things with that, right? Um, but if you're like me, you have to live by list of some sort. Maybe they're mental. The, some people call that the mental load that you just carry with you, the list of all the things that have to be done from the moment you wake up till the time you go to bed. Maybe you have physical lists. Maybe you have calendars or schedules or planners or your phone is your lifeline um, that alerts you to let you know, hey, do this now, do that now. Um, we typically have to have some system to organize us. And if you're, I have lists. I'm a list person. I have physical lists. Sometimes I rewrite the list because it doesn't look good and I need to mark things off of it that I already did. You know, I like a list. There are different lists for different things. One is our home. And if we thank God we have a home, we thank God we get to do some of these things. But that list is going to be long. It is going to be things like dishes and laundry. And the, the sad thing about this list is it's not like mowing the grass when you get to look back and just admire it for a couple weeks. This list will happen repeatedly throughout your day. And you will never complete it. And even if you think that's the end of the list, you'll just make another list because there's budgets, there's groceries. The kids are going to drop things everywhere and you've got to pick up and put away, pick up and put away, pick up and put away. You've got to water your plants or they'll die. It's not a very well-written list, but you get the idea. And this list, you're never really going to feel like it's, it's done. It's just going to be there. It's the tension of daily life, right? And if you have kids, there's another list for them. This list usually involves schedules and coordinating, sports, pickup, drop-off. Are you picking up? Am I picking up? Are you dropping off? Who's doing what, right? Get there on time. They need lunch money. They need to pack lunches. They have homework. They need money for something special at school. They're having a field trip. Are they on their device too much? How do I coordinate that? What are they on now? What are they looking at? Take their phone. Get in an argument. They've got haircuts and doctor's appointments. Are their clothes getting too too tight or too small and they look like they're wearing high waters. We've got to buy new clothes. Do I do that online? Do I take them with me? What size do they wear? Shoes. 
Oh, all the things. If they play a sport or activity, there's a whole list that goes with that too. There's games. There's all kinds of things. And then work. I, um, work can be in your home. It can be in a place you have to go. The work list is call people, do things, be on time. Oh, you forgot to do that. There's a deadline coming up. Oh, you forgot that one too. Oh, crap. Somebody, somebody needs something. Be kind. Don't look stressed. What's going on with you? Everything's fine. You're doing a great job. Are you? Be on time. There's a long list at work, and there's pressure. There's work to take home. There's phone calls to make. There's people now that text you all hours of the day. There's tasks and more tasks. And then they want you to just hang out with your coworkers. Well, that one's gone. And have a good relationship. I don't know when you're going to do that, but that's what you're needing to do too. Then there's the good stuff. This is the fun stuff. This is the getting to go on vacations. This is the list of all the fun things you get to do with your family. It could look like... Um, you know, graduation, or even Mother's Day today, the gifts you buy, the birthday parties, the friends, the holidays, all of those lists. And these are fun. These are people you get to hang out with. These are fun things. You still have to coordinate it. You have to get it on the schedule, or it just won't happen. You have to think ahead. You can't, Amazon can ship pretty quick, but not 24 hours. You got to give them a little more time than that, you know? Walmart's open 24 hours, right? But that's about all we got. That's, you're going to be able to do that quickly. Oh, it's not? Oh, sorry. I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> and then this is the worst list. This is the do better list is what I like to call it. This is the list that takes all these other lists and tells us to do them better. Clean your house better. Deep clean it. Be social. Read your Bible more. Why aren't you reading it enough? Be spontaneous. You look so stressed. Why do you look so stressed? Dress young, but not too young. You look crazy. <laughs> look cute. Be smart. Exercise, but relax. Smell the roses. Isn't this so nice? But be on time. You're late. What's wrong with you? Be assertive, but be kind. Just do better. Just do better. Be a better wife. Be a better mom. Deep clean every room. Go through everyone's stuff. Start a garden. Feed your family better. They've been eating hamburgers and hot dogs. Clean your house better. Do everything better. This is the list that I hate. This shames you as a woman, as a person, because you'll never do better. I mean, you can't do better in all of these areas. You're, you, there are days you feel like you're drowning, and good days, sometimes you feel like you're just treading water. In this world of shoulds and lists and demands and pressures and calendars and all of those things, I'm not coming to you today with another one of those kind of do better sermons. Just do better. I think you get a lot of that noise. These lists are actually meant to serve us. They're actually meant to help us accomplish the things we need to do for the people in our life that we love. They're a tool. That's it. Kind of like the app's a tool. The lists are just a tool. They shouldn't be there haunting us, telling us this reminder of, you haven't quite done enough yet. So I want to share a passage with you. It's a passage you've heard. It's very familiar. It was even referenced earlier. It's a passage that often, I'll be honest, 
every time I've heard it, I kind of gloss over because I'm like, oh, Lord, this is going to be another one of those moments for me. It's Proverbs 31. Even if you've heard it a million times, I want you to hang in here with me because I want to show you a different lens on it, hopefully. Proverbs 31, the words of King, to, actually, I think it's uh, to, of King Lemuel. The strong advice his mother gave him. That's verse 1. Then we're going to jump to verse 10. This is the passage we've heard many times. This is actually from the message. It says, A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She's like a trading ship that sails to far away places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn, preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. She looks over a field and she buys it. Then with money she's put aside, she plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeve, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work and is, no, is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. This woman don't want to go to bed. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. <laughs> She's quick to assist anyone in need. She reaches out to help the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows. Their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silks. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shop. Her clothes are well made and elegant. She always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say. And she always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her jo husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm may mislead and beauty soon fades, but the woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves and adorn her life with praises. So I know that was a long passage, but I don't know, I don't, and I don't know if you were able to take all that in, but I've read this many times. I've heard it throughout my life. I grew up in church, and I always thought, I am just not her. I do not enjoy knitting or sewing. I don't enjoy getting up early. I am so not a morning person. Um, I'm not preparing breakfast and just excited about it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, making linens and selling them. And I just thought, took it so literally that I thought, gosh, I just don't even want to think about that passage. That passage is not for me. It is not about me. I just would rather it not be in there, honestly. But I don't get to decide that. It's in there for a reason. And I, I found that I had something to learn about this passage. And maybe you, you may already know this, but for me, I did not. At first glance, all I heard was do better. And ladies, I'm here to tell you something. That is not what this passage was written to tell us. It was not at all. Even, we are not even the audience for this passage. 
Men, you may be thinking, yeah, a good woman, she's hard to find. Like, I agree with that. (laughs) I want to show you God's heart for you, for each of us through this passage. We know he's a God who's always bringing dignity, restoration, healing. He's always lifting, not putting down. A couple things that might be important for us to know about this passage is that Proverbs 31 is actually a poem. It's actually um, was written as a poem or a hymn. It says in verse 10, hymn to a good wife. So it's a song. It's a poem. What do we know about poems? They're full of imagery and hyperbole. They're exaggerated, right? So there's no way this woman just did not sleep and then did all these things, okay? That's just not real. And here's why. Because it's a collective view of all Jewish women. That's how it was written. It was not about this one woman. It was about all the women. Isn't that beautiful? And it was written almost as a tapestry, almost as an image of these many women. There's um, a picture that, um, that I was going to see. Yeah, this, this is one artist's image of what she depicted, all of these different images of women. They're all different. It's, she took Proverbs 31, and she just depicted it because it's this collective view of what we see when we see Proverbs 31. It's all the women. It's the women you look around and see in this room. It's the women in this culture who were doing all of this work for their home, for their household, because that is where they worked, was in their home at that time. They're all amazing. And like any poem or hymn or artistic version of this, it would be to draw attention to those ordinary, everyday things that we do that we feel like nobody cares about. Like we feel like they don't even notice that they come in and the dishes are done or whatever it is that you do in your home. Maybe it's what you do in your workplace. Whatever it is you do, he sees it all, and he honors it all by saying there's this beautiful image of the women in this culture. The other thing to know about Proverbs 31 is it was not written to women as a list, although that's how it's always been pictured in my mind. It was written to men. It was written to a man. And the audience is men. In fact, there's only one directive in this whole passage, and that is to honor her, to give her praises. Everything else is, a, is about the celebration of all the things that she's done. So ladies, you don't need to memorize this list. You don't need to go and do all these things. Rather, men, you should memorize this list. And you should elevate the women in your life. Actually, in Jewish culture... Men memorized this, and they sang it over their wives as a way to honor her, as a way to give her praise, to acknowledge the work of her hands. That is how it was written and practiced. I know. If you go home and your husband starts singing this to you, it's going to be good for your marriage, guys. This is a win. I'm giving you tips. Encourage your wife. Encourage the women in your life. And if you feel like, well, I don't have a man to do that, I want you to know that's the heart of God for you. 
He sings and speaks that over you. When you're doing dishes, he's saying, I see it. It all matters. You're picking up the things that they throw back down. He sees it all. He made sure this was included, ladies. That's how much he cares about those ordinary, everyday things. They may feel overlooked or unnoticed or uncared for, but not by the heart of God. He actually is giving men tools to help them have a good marriage, to help them have a good life in their home. He's given children tools. Praise her for the work she has done. And the only time he gives that instruction, again, is to the men. So I'm not here to put men down, because I know y'all need the same thing. But I promise you, if you encourage your wife in this way, she will encourage you. I promise you. That is how we work. I just want you to know. (laughs) The other thing I think that I've said a few times, but I want to really emphasize, because the reason I ended up speaking about this today is because I really wanted, I feel like I'm the type of person I don't have, you don't see me up here singing. You don't want me singing. You don't see me um, doing any kind of like artist. I can't paint. You don't want to see that either. Like, it's not things that I, f- I don't feel like I have these evident talents. You know, that as a kid, you know, I didn't play, I wasn't great at a sport. I was just kind of like normal. I don't know what that is. But like, I felt like I'm good at these everyday things. And I just kind of wanted to know that that was okay. Like, I'm good at the list. I'm good at getting people where they need to be. I'm good at, you know, just these everyday, ordinary things. And I really thought, God, does that stuff even matter? Is that even important? And as I started studying this, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a whole passage to honor it. So if you've ever felt that way, like, well, I don't really have this or I don't really have that. He's like, but I see the work of your hands. I see what you do. I see that these everyday tasks, these normal things that are a part of our lives every day that we do, that get undone immediately, that they matter. And in modern culture, if we think about this woman, we might would say, see it a little differently. Like when it says she shops around for the best yarns and cotton and enjoys knitting and sewing. Maybe she's just out getting, like in our culture, she's out buying some clothes for her kids and her family making sure her husband is well-dressed because he might need a little help with that, making sure she has what she needs, (laughs) making sure her kids might, you know, sorry, sorry, guys, the woman's got the microphone. (laughs) Um, Making sure her kids have what they need. And I can think of many women who are good at this. And I can also think of women who know how to sew and knit and make beautiful things, artistic things. Jeannie Cobble made my kids blankets. And what a beautiful gift that was. And pillows with her hands. She made that. I can think of my great aunt Grace who used to to take her all the things and she would make them. So this image, this collective image of womanhood includes them. It's a picture of them. And God celebrates that. It says she's like trading ships that sails to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. So when your wife goes to Charlotte and she comes home and she's like, I got some good deals. And you're like, oh, God. She says, I saved you 100 bucks on this. You say, oh, you are awesome. I'll celebrate you. Because she had to go to exotic places to bring you back surprises, okay? 
I just want you to know that we work hard at the coupons and the deals and the looking for things that will match. Hallelujah, women. <laughs> just know that those things that may seem like, ah, oh, she brought more stuff home. It's like maybe she's trying to find things for your family. Maybe she's trying to help in a way, and do it in a way, stay in the budget, ladies. we got to be careful, okay? But I think there's something to be celebrated. One, says, one uh, part says she's up at dawn preparing breakfast and organizing their day. Another part says she stays up at night, and she, you know, she's like, you know, up and doesn't want to go to bed. So morning people and night people, you are celebrated. If you're that morning girl, I know Mamie Carricker back there, she's up early. She... He celebrates that. I am not that. I am the night person. He celebrates that too. I get, we get our work done. Both are to be celebrated. Both are part of this tapestry of women that are being celebrated here. She keeps them productive. She's got these kids doing chores. She's got tasks for people. That's one of the other. I'm like, what women in your life, if you run out, your, your kids got some, need to be helping do things. God celebrates that. She looks for a field and buys it. I think of Betty O'Neill and all the real estate that goes through her hands. Like, that is honoring to God. Maybe she's, there's one part that says she sells fine linen. She's an entrepreneur. Brittany Burton just started her own little business doing resume things that'll probably turn into something huge. That's an entrepreneurial spirit. God says, I see all of that in this tapestry of womanhood of all of the things that we're doing. She puts money aside and plants a garden. Maybe she has a green thumb like June Metters. She's over here bringing me green beans last year that were amazing. He sees it all. She's quick to assist anyone in needs. Maybe she's making meals for people. Those people are gold. I think of my mom and my mother-in-law. Anytime we're sick, what can we bring? They are ready with a hot meal. They will pick it up and drop it at your door. They are ready. There is so much love in that. One of, it says, one of the passages says she says everything with kindness. And I think of Jennifer Linker, one of the kindest people, everything with kindness. So she, when uh, another one says she reaches out to help the poor, I think of Lily. I think of Sheila Holland at the Community Inn. I think of Jessica McIntyre doing the blessing bags. There are so many more. All of you, I have no idea all that you do. But there's so many more. But we are all a part of this tapestry of women that are being celebrated. And that is what this passage is about. So as you look around today at these women here, we are all a part of what God celebrates in Proverbs 31. These lists are not to-dos or measures. This list is not a to-do or a measuring stick of success or failure. He's redeeming those lists in this passage. He's saying, I see your work. I see what you're doing. I'm not giving you things to do. I'm saying I honor you for the work of your hands. He took the time to ensure that we as women know that this matters. I know sometimes, like, if you're like me, we do so much at home. We just, we just do it. We just do it at work everywhere we go, and we don't even think about it. It's kind of just instinct. 
And I just want you to pause this week in your, in your busyness. And I want you to just take in. We also need to learn how to receive honor and celebration of this work. Take in the fact that the God of the universe thought enough of all of those things to sing over you. To sing a hymn, to write a hymn, to write a poem that, a writ, that is written to you as women to honor you. Another thing that's really cool about these ordinary things is that they are actually extraordinary because they all are the things that prop up our lives. They are the things you can count on. They are the stability in, for your children, for your home, for your husband, for, for everyone in your life. One other interpretation of this, a good woman, which is that first part of the passage, is it means a woman of valor. That is a woman of strength. That is a leader. So don't shy away from those moments either. Stand tall. Stand strong in those moments. I hope that after today you can read Proverbs 31 without despising this woman who seems to have it all together. And you can, you can read it as something sung over you, for you, about you. And you can find yourself in one part of it. Because you were never meant to be all of those things. And I hope that sets you free a little bit today from the list, from the do-betters, from the expectations. To know that you are so celebrated and so loved by the God of the universe. And by the, hopefully by the people here on this earth. And so I would just like for everybody to stand. We're going to take a few minutes and we're just going to pray. And if you're feeling like maybe overwhelmed, maybe like life has been more than you can handle lately, just want to specifically pray for you. If you feel like the things that you do that don't matter, you think, oh, this doesn't really matter. I don't feel appreciated or cared for or loved. I just want to pray for you also. So God, I know your heart is always elevating women, people, your children. You're always trying to shift our gaze back to look into your face. To be reminded that you sing over us. As it says in Zephaniah, that you love us so. You call us the apple of your eye. God, you love us so. So, God, I pray for every person that's here, and especially for women today. Maybe you feel that it doesn't matter. God says it does. So, God, I pray, God, that you would encourage. I pray you would speak life and hope and strength over the women you have called. If you have called them to lead, I pray that they would not shy away because you call them woman of valor. You celebrate them. I pray for those who have been walking and trying to have strength. God, I pray today you encourage them. You infuse strength in them. You, you uplift them today, God. Maybe they're weary and well-doing, but God, I pray you would be the lifter of their head. You would be their encouragement. You would be their source, Father. 
And God, I pray that we as women, as we look out among other women, we would begin to see how the image of God is everywhere. And we would speak life, encouragement, hope. I pray there wouldn't be some competition between us, but rather support, encouragement, life speaking over each other. We would be cheering each other on, saying, you've got this. You can do this. And it all matters. And I thank you, God, that you love us enough to include this. I thank you, God, that it mattered enough to your heart for us, for all of us to include this. And I pray we would be set free by it. Knowing that you're not just over here telling us to do better, but rather you're saying, come to me. If you're weary and I will give you strength, come to me. I see all the work of your hands and I love you and I celebrate you. And I thank you, Lord. You are good. You are so, so good.